The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 55. Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hey, Jack. I can't believe it's been a whole week since our last episode. I know. It's I know. too long. It's like a blink. <laughs> Time just flies. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. That's what we're, that's what we're doing, right? Right. We're we're having fun, and I hope I hope I hope you're having fun with us as well, dear listener. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, we're picking up from uh, last time. Uh, this is the thirteenth episode of season three, "The Devil You Know." We pick up where we left off with SG One being captured by Binar's first prime, who has revealed himself to be Apophis. He subjects the captives to interrogation using the Tokra memory recall device and a narcotic called the Blood of Sokar. We get to see various memories from the team as Apophis attempts to get them to reveal the location of the Tok'ra base, which has absolutely nothing to do with the location of the Rebel base. <laughs> Eventually, Apophis gets Martouf to tell him that the base is on a planet called Intak. Sokar arrives and captures Apophis and tells him that he has already conquered Intak and that it was deserted. Meanwhile, Teal'c has returned to the Tok'ra, who provide a weapon to him to destroy Natu. Teal'c is able to launch the weapon into the moon's core and also transport the captives to safety. Sokar is killed, and Apophis escapes to Delmac, where he takes control of Sokar's army. The end. Is Delmac the planet where they eat cats that Elf is from? <laughs> Mel- yeah. I think so, yeah. That's Melmac. Melmac, or- Melmac. Melmac. okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> close. Why do we know that? That's the next planet over. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, I no problem. Hey, Willie. I'm disappointed I didn't know that. <laughs> What I grew up with also. Yeah, he's oh, I, great. Now this was this was a, uh, of course it, you know it's the second part of a two part, and we talked about how it was kind of a one 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 ep, one plus episode stretched into full two, and it was it was a good one. I mean it it it, it, it they did have some filler in it, but otherwise I, you know there was some good good stuff there. We got to see you know Apophis being you know. <laughs> demanding and bossy and you know the usual <laughs> self just with his cool face face shield and stuff like that and and he actually ends up winning the day you know that's the first time he actually won against sg1 i think so we actually you know so no it's, it's a good episode these two these this two-parter is a good two-parter so this is a good good episode as well mm-hmm. yeah they have like a, a blackboard with a SG one on one side, Apophis on the other. He finally gets to add one line there. Yep. Yeah. You get five, five or six on one side and one. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, he did kill them right at the Knox planet. Yeah, and I, I mean all <laughs> all Apophis does in this, I manages to do is escape with his life, basically. So 
pretty that's good. That's a win. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess so. For Apophis, that's a that's a good day. Yeah, let's let's throw him a bone. <laughs> yeah, his face messed up. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lisa? Uh, yeah. This you know, Tilk. We talked last week about Tilk didn't have enough to do, and Tilk did have something very important to do, which was punch the Tokra. Because yes. yeah. I was like, uh, up. Yes, yes. He got to knock him out or hit him. He didn't hit him hard enough, in my opinion. And they locked him up. So that was nice. So he'll save the day, even when the Tokra's like, it's okay. They can die, you know? So yeah. Um, we learned a little bit more, more about uh, Sam, but uh, it didn't have to go. It, it did well without it going too, too deep. So we touched on each mm-hmm. of the stories. It felt like a little bit of a clip show, but we did learn... Yeah, a little bit more, a little bit new on each of them. Overall, like it. I love the fact that Apophis is still with us. He just can't. He's just <laughs> like my yeah. lives, right? I, I love it because I, I think, I assume he was a fan favorite. And uh, I just like that he's like a bad penny. He just keeps turning up. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Victor? Uh, this episode was a lot of filler, but some thriller at the end. I, I kept, I thought a better name for it would have been like gamekeeper part two. Like when they were doing all the memory scanning, I kept expecting like, you know, Sam's dad or Charlie, the kid to morph into Dwight Schultz and say, think of all the possibilities. You could play ball with Charlie or something, you know, and then, cause it's, it's a lot of this, like we have to scan everybody's memories. Oh geez. You know, mm-hmm. type thing. It's like. But this this bowl of porridge was just right. It's it's like the repetition in this episode gets gets uh, to be a little much. But there is there is a lot of really good thing here. Like there's um the last I would say like minute and thirty seconds of this episode is is pretty thrilling and and the effect shots still hold up today really well. So oh, yeah. I like I like that. But it was you could definitely tell this was kind of like stretched out a little bit to to fill the time. Um, but there there's enough going on that makes it worth watching today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I liked it. And I liked, I thought they struck a good balance with the memory scenes where they didn't go overboard. They didn't draw them out too long. They just kind of, they got in there and it just kind of showed how bad at this Apophis is. Cause he's like, yeah. hi, I'm definitely your kid. Tell me where the Tok'ra are. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not going to work. And Jack's like, wait a minute. Are you Charlie? Charlie doesn't know about the Tok'ra. What you want to know yeah. about the Stargate, uh, Charlie? You know, uh, Jack kind of is a little <laughs> slow on the uptake in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a couple couple of points like or you really don't need to talk about that. Let's just play ball. It's like yeah. no, no, really, we could just play ball. We we don't need to talk about. We how do you know about oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam was pretty quick on the uptake mm-hmm. though. She she got it. You know, pretty much right away. Wait a minute, that's not how this conversation went. We settled this years ago, <laughs> which was really interesting yeah. to me since they talked about the blood of Sokar being like the strongest narcotic and this and that and all of SG One and Marty, who we know I'm not really a big yeah. fan of. They yeah. all did well, and I'm just like, really. I think really? they overplayed it. I think the blood of Sokar yeah. is just a hell prison toilet wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. Pruno. You just get your little motor say, they and you're drunk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they were still able. I mean, it's like, it feels like you're living. She says, it feels like you're living your memories. It's happening right at the moment. But yet I still knew it was wrong. I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> the best thing is when they ask Martuf about it, he goes, the blood of Sokar, it is legendary. And I was thinking, yeah, legendary, man. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> Rock on. Well, yeah. No, and it, it's kind of. It reminds me of the 70s. The 70s, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of telling, too, that like in Daniel's like fake memory, Jack is actually like nice and compassionate and mm-hmm. empathetic and understanding. And he's all like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, wait a minute. You're being way too nice to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something's not right here. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. By the time Daniel got to it, I'm like, oh, are we doing oh, is we're doing another one? Like, what in the world does he mean? And, and, and yeah. Daniel was sitting right there when Sam said, yeah, they give you this stuff and it makes you see false memories and he's trying to get information out of you. And Daniel's like sitting right there listening and then he gets in. He's like, wait a minute. Maybe they gave me something and they're trying to get false yeah. memories out of me. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I had to say I had like an Austin Powers kind of moment in that. This is one of those, like, the evil guy, Dr. Evil. They just, they can't just torture them or kill them effectively, efficiently, right in the moment. Yeah. You know, it's like leaving them, what was it, with the with the ill-tempered sea bass, you know? It's like, oh, but wait. And I'm like, so they call them in mm. one by one, you know? And then it's like, okay, now you go over there, and then we'll call the next one in. And then we'll, I just was like, oh, yeah. my gosh, you're bad at this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where, where's, part, the cool, uh, where's the cool, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jack. Uh, this is skipping forward to the end a bit, but when Apophis escapes from Sokar and kind of runs down the hall and Sokar is just like, oh, yeah, just like this frustrating. <laughs> <yell>. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like we every- zoom in well, way too close on Apophis's or Sokar's mouth in that scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's like every parent when oh. something happens with your kid and they take out of the room. Yeah. Like, ah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, if they're going to torture, where's the cool lightning thing that yes! causes, like, you know, lightning to come out of your mouth? I mean, that that yeah. was way more effective than, like, I'm going to give you a pleasant dream. Right. And then start asking you questions. How is that? No. Yeah, exactly. What was that called, Victor? It was called the, like, torture stick. Oh, the, the pain of, tor- like, the, the torment stick or something. Yeah. yeah. The the stick of agony or something. Yeah, we'll have to look, look yeah. that up. Yeah. Pain I just stick, yeah. It was something not really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Hurt stick. Right. <laughs> yeah. The ugly stick. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting something like that. Not here. Drink this really bad wine. And <laughs> and then when they show. It actually has the pain stick. <laughs> yep. It's just called the pain stick. And then when they show Charlie, you're like, I hate to be like this. I'm like, again, you do that to Jack O'Neill again. What are we going to see? Daniel's parents getting crushed. I mean, come on. That would have been more interesting than seeing him like with a memory he probably had like two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was a pivotal memory when when one of my coworkers came into my cube and it talked was to, nice me. to me. Yeah. But it was nice to me. But nice. to be fair, Jack's like, you know I forget stuff. Well, yeah, I mean it's yeah. totally plausible that he'd be like, what was the name of the kid? Where we send him? What? You know. Or she sent yeah. him. But he, but I thought it was a a tip that he sent Amonette instead of um Charé. Mm-hmm. So that, that was, was that was that was, the, that was the point where he kind of went Huh, wait yeah. a second. That's not normal. First of all, would Jack even remember what her name was? Okay, so. Yeah. Jack Jack really did miss a teachable moment about gun safety, though, when Charlie, like, jumped at him with, like, the fake gun. He's like, he could have, like, gone over, like, the four cardinal rules of gun safety, and Charlie would be uh, alive today, and uh, I'm just saying, but. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of took it as 
that's not really it was like a constructed memory. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his reaction yeah. was mm-hmm. so extreme because of what had happened. Like, because I would assume like he's in the military, he's probably okay with his kids playing with a toy gun. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he'd be against that. That looked like but... a water gun. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, treat every gun like a loaded the... gun, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Uh. That kid was also just kind of shrill. I'm sorry to <laughs> to him, but he was, yeah, he was kind of a nerd. Was it? Was he like the third kid to play uh-huh. Charlie? That's what I probably. Was thinking, yeah, yeah. I kept thinking. I guess the other kids have gotten too old now. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, that didn't that didn't work for me. What they should have done was have a. Peter Williams just be dressed as the individual characters in the to have him <laughs> wearing cool <laughs> sneakers and the shirt with like the bowl cut. He could have been, he could have walked in on his knees and had like the sneakers on his knees with like yeah. the, the clothes that are way too, too big and yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> I am your son Charlie. Yeah. Kneel before your son. <laughs> Oops, I mean tell me the secret rebel base location. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Well, then when he comes in as Jolinar, you know, with the wig oh, right. and everything, that was just a little yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apophis's drag race. There you go. <laughs> Greenlit for this fall. Don't give them ideas. Yeah, Amazon did, did just buy a MGM. So. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't give them ideas. Yep. No. <laughs> or it could have been like a. I don't watch this show, but apparently Rudy Giuliani was some on some like singing show and it went horribly wrong. Mm. So they could have done something like that. The mass singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He could have he could have totally been like the mass what's that called? Like the mass singer, you mm-hmm. said? Yeah. Where he's like wearing the the neonac mask and stuff, and then they take it <laughs> off and it's like, Oh, it's really Apophis. And his singing partner was Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah. But about Hathor. Just say Hathor. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I found the Peter DeLuise cameo in this oh, episode. Good. It's really obscure and I haven't I haven't verified this, so maybe one of our listeners can, but <laughs> the most hilarious moment and there's a lot of like really funny moments in this episode, but you know, when when they figure out, you know, oh no, Apophis is and what's Sokar gonna do? And like there's like, you know, general crowd noise in the back, mm-hmm. and then you hear a voice yell out in the back like it's like, well, what's he going to do? So you hear a voice say, he could come in a ship and destroy us from space. And it sounds oh, like Gilbert Gottfried, but it sounds like kind of like Dom DeLuise, too. So I'm thinking that's Peter DeLuise. It's like this very distinct voice in the back, like he could come in a ship and wipe us out from space. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he could do that. And I don't know why we needed like, like a highly comedic voice in the background to yell that. But so I think that was the yeah, I think that was the Peter DeLuise like. Just, yeah. That's funny. Also, cool staff weapons, not a good weapon. Mm-hmm. If they cauterize the wound of the people you shoot. Right. Yeah, What what's the value to that? Because then you don't need to, you know, have a medic try and treat them. You know, you should put something that doesn't, like an anti-clotting agent in the staff blast. And then, you know, then that causes way more trouble. But I don't know. Well, but if it causes internal damage that can bleed you out, that works too. Yeah, I guess. If it's just in the leg. I guess it depends on how the energy dispersion happens when it hits your body, like, with, like, large, like, it's not, is it, like, a hollow point blast, or how does that all work? Yeah. Yeah, I had a physics teacher who was, like, a really old, yeah, was a really old hippie and stuff, and he actually quit working for, uh, like, one of the defense contractors in the 70s and stuff, but he said, yeah, that's the reason they don't have laser weapons nowadays is because what good is a weapon that, like, when you shoot your enemy, it just, like, cauterizes the wound, you're like, oh, you know, thanks. 
but well, you cut them in half and then it still yeah. just cut right. There's no blood to clean up. Hey, like, yeah, yeah. Cut off an arm, can, you know. And then they can confess their crimes while they're almost like one of the, <laughs> but uh, like lay them up on a table or something. Um. Yeah, so, so lots these, of fun going on. Episodes, yeah, so so both these episodes, uh, we see a side of Jack that he doesn't like when you don't respect his authority and you talk to other people. Because there are multiple times in both episodes where, uh, like uh, uh, in the last episode, uh, Hammond is talking to Carter and he's like, go get your dad. And Jack immediately, oh, we will, sir. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't Uh-oh. pick up on that. And there were a couple of times in this as well where, you know, did something else. Oh, um, oh he, he, the... Uh, the new first prime, uh, Kintak, came to get uh, Sam to be tortured again, or to be uh, disguised as Jolinar in, in Marty's t- uh, torture. And he, Jack immediately jumps in, no, she's not going. You know, you're going to take me instead mm-hmm. and gets the staff weapon to the leg yeah. instead. Mm-hmm. I, I was out- an adventurer. Then I got a staff weapon blast to the leg. Yeah, it turns out he hates that <laughs> a lot more than, than being second guessed. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, so we get uh, with the mind interrogation, Jack, Daniel and Sam all stand up against it and are able to resist it. And of course, Martuf is the one who breaks. Or does he? Does he? he? (laughs) Yeah. Because he gave the fake planet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe it. True. Disinformation, disinformation, false flag. Yep. Yeah. He was like, that's where (laughs) we were last month. Hang on. Where are we now? Okay. Never. Just go with that one. I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just we've left that one behind. To not like, and, uh, Martin. Me, Martin. Yeah, and and that's why that's why I don't think this can count as a win for Apophis because he totally gets played by Martuf of all of people. All people like Martuf, yeah. And he's like, I know where the secret rebel base is. It's on like Antar or something or wherever it is. And, and he's like, Ha! Huh, well, jokes on you, buddy. I just conquered that place last month, and there were no over there. So to the pit. Yeah. No. no, but you, you have to admit, though, Apophis's uh, switchblade knife was pretty sweet. That was cool. Yeah. Switchblade knife. Whomp, <laughs> chopped the guy's head off, you know. I mean, it worked pretty well. So. It, it, well, he, he survived. So. <laughs> yeah. He, that's why I say it was a win for him because he survived. Yeah. Sokar didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we haven't talked about Sokar's, uh, his uh, uh, Jaffa, their outfit, their uniforms, the red, <laughs> the pointy shoulders and the, yeah kind of cool yeah I mean, was, the shoulder pads yeah different i liked it you know like i said they're giving us a little it's not like in the beginning first couple seasons where they just give us the same jaffa look over and over and over and the same guy yeah. you know so they're giving us a little bit of the costume departments being creative i like it mm-hmm. yeah yeah they missed an obvious gag though where they both try to like walk through a doorway at the <laughs> same time and like their shoulder blades get caught and they're like no you go ahead and then they both try and like go through it yeah <laughs> is that like you want sam and uh, daniel to be like doctor 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 <laughs> doctor doctor yeah <laughs> yeah we do get a uh, tilt gets a lot more to do in this episode mm-hmm. which is nice we get to see him uh nuke the in- the entire moon which is fun he nukes the site from yep. orbit well I- after that's that. right <laughs> yeah kills it with fire yep. well, what was that toker's name aldwin Ald, like yep. aldwin Aldwin. That, that's like the most ordinary name they could pick for a tokra aldwin it, it sounds like some <laughs> canadian show oh whoops 
<laughs> yeah, but he yeah. doesn't listen to it, right? He's like, hold up, my friends were there. Wait, I got it. And the guy looks at him, he's like, I'm going to push the button anyway. You know, and he pushes the button. And I'm like, dude, smack him. Like, what? Yeah. Like, no, it. baby, Herma, don't push the button. <laughs> I'm going to push it. <laughs> Don't push it. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, he becomes a lot more like cooperative when he's been like smacked down and locked up. Sometimes the toker need that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And that's my. It does say something, though, when the uh, the actor, William DeVry, you look at his IMDb and it's General Hospital for 691 episodes, uh, Bold and the Beautiful for 109 episodes, uh, All of My Children for 79 episodes. So this guy's a regular oh. uh, soap opera actor. Yeah, and that's <laughs> good for him. A lot of the the Jaffa and especially the Tokra, they don't they don't come across as alien or intimidating. They just come across as like Joe Schmo from Midwest, like just very, yeah, very human, very yeah. American dude. They don't exude menace very well. well. The Tokra, especially they like they like the uh, um, bureaucratic. Oh, we got we got to go talk to the the high council. And oh, the high council doesn't agree. So instead, we're just going to blow everything up because it's that's so much more efficient and easier. How many times do they do that over the series of this this show? A yeah. lot. They're like the uh, they're like the Enterprise era Vulcans, right? They just like stand around and go like, oh, we disapprove of that, you know. <laughs> Push the big red button. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it does make sense though because they are still uh, Gould. Like I think mm-hmm. it's. I keep forgetting that because they're good guys, but they're yeah. Are they really? They're just less bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their their uh, value system is a little more gray, right? Yeah. Than the gold. They're just yeah. like, I'm gonna kill you because I don't like you, or I just want to. And the Toker are like, mm, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not, maybe. <laughs> well. But in this one, none of the Tok'ra symbiotes exert themselves. We don't. We don't hear Salmac. We don't hear Owens. You know, or yeah, uh, Martuf, that is so. interesting. Like especially with Martuf, yeah, you never hear Lantash. Never. Yep. If was it Martuf that was in love with Jolinar? Right. It was supposed uh, to be. Li- well, he was. He, he was in love the with whole, the host. Rasha, right. And the two the two symbiotes were in but, love with each if, other. If Martuf was in love with the host. Why is he crushing on Sam so much? Right? I, I would understand. Have you seen her? Yeah. Maybe he's just a creep void. <laughs> yeah. But if it was Lantash, like, oh, Jolinar's memories are in there. Like, she's a part of Jolinar. Like, oh. But it, it, anyway, it just bothered me. <laughs> I mean, I guess if they were dating, he could use the memory like device on her anytime he wanted no. and be like, you know, remember Jolinar now no. or something, you know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah, there are a few, a few of those scenes and they, I like the one they hint there where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they, that last night before they she went off to her mission and you spent all night together. And it's like, we didn't need to what? know that. We did not no. need to know that. We did not want to know that. Going, like, you wanted Carter to know that. Why exactly? Yeah. <laughs> all night long. All night. Hey, Jumbo Jumbo. Like I said, a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but Carter does something truly awesome in this episode. She builds a volcanic shotgun. That's true. She MacGyvers a volcanic <laughs> shotgun out of a yes. thermal vent, some rocks, some wadding, and blows up the grate that's keeping them locked in the pit. And I thought that was just like grade A that was MacGyver. Clever. Yeah. Yeah. 
awesome. That was pretty clever. Mm-hmm. And Jack doesn't really have a lot to do. Speaking of MacGyver, he just kind of, <laughs> this is, Sam was really the driving force behind both yeah. episodes, mm-hmm. which I liked a lot. Yep. That was, that was fun to see. No, he just grabbed his leg and cried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Got shot. Yeah. yeah, I love how when they took back Peter. On the ship, they are all. I mean, I love how usually when they're they're done, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're fine. We're tortured, but we're fine." Right? They get back on that ship, and you could just none of them say a word. Like, well, <laughs> just water. says water. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, air conditioning. Yeah. But it just means they're not so. like, "Oh, thanks, Teal. Oh, that was great. Oh, it wasn't so bad. We were fine." You know, it was just like they're all just dust like off their shoulders. There. You know, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Jake- so Binar, huh? <laughs> Binar, really? I, he he seems nice. He's only got one eye now, but I mean, he's dead. But you know, Binar, or whatever. Marty doesn't look at him and be like, "So, yeah. Saturday yeah. night, we good?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need to see him get turned down hard. Well, he, he doesn't survive uh, a long time, so that that's something to look forward to. Oh darn. <laughs> don't let the door hit him on the way out yeah (laughs) okay something weird about this episode uh so this one and the previous one were two-parter but if you look at the credits the writers for the last episode have no credits on this episode how does that happen that's not that uncommon, actually. I mean, probably just the way the Writers Guild rules shake out with how things are. Yeah, they could have split it that way. But my question was maybe, and I don't, I'm, I'm not a secret writer of TV shows. I have no idea. So maybe the two guys, and this was their only episode they ever wrote for Stargate or any of the franchise that I could find. So maybe they came up with the idea, but it wasn't completely flushed out. And so the regular writers had to kind of. Mm-hmm. work it into the two episodes and so they only gave those original guys who came up with yeah. the episode, yeah the idea well, that, the credit on the first episode well that that fits the idea of that it really was a one you know a single episode that was just a little bit too long had a little bit too mm-hmm. much to it so they had to stretch out but it ended up that robert c cooper who wrote you know a lot for stargate right. um you know he was a director and head writer and all that um that he uh he wrote most of this episode, but it was based off the idea from the right. other. That was kind of my thought. And maybe the Apophis yeah. wasn't part of the original writer's idea. Like that twist at the end one, of the first episode. No. Maybe that was his. I don't know. Just thought it was interesting. One one thing you don't see on um, Stargate a lot is like people getting story credits, like story by. You see it a couple times, but like story by so-and-so tellable. You see a lot more in other shows. Mm-hmm. Like they actually give the writers, even though the story might have been, you know, collaborative, they actually give like one or two writers the the writer's credit for it. So that could just. The original idea. And I yeah. think as we when, go on, when you, Christopher Judge gets the writer's credit and yeah. some of the others, even though they didn't write the whole episode, I think is what I've heard in interviews but they had the story and then it was developed by the team. Right. They didn't write the screenplay mm-hmm. or the teleplay. Yeah. When, when you mentioned that something was weird in this episode, I thought you were going to point out that um, in Sam's distorted memory, Jacob Carter has uh, nine medals on his uniform. Whereas in secrets, which actually comes after this memory, he only has five medals on his uniform. I did not notice yeah. So how? Yeah. So that should have been like a clue to Sam right away. Is like there's the wrong number of medals on my dad's uniform in this well, fake memory. She's reliving 
Yeah, she's reliving a memory, you know, a painful memory. Well, I was going to say Sam's not a nerd who watches science fiction TV shows all the time <laughs> and takes notes on them. So maybe that's why. <laughs> and and also when Martuf puts the memory device on Sam, it's behind her ear. Yet when Apophis takes it off, the imprint's on her temple. So, yeah, oops. Maybe Carter just oops. she remembered her dad. Her daddy is her hero. And so in her memory, he had all these battles. Because that's how she yeah, thinks of go. her daddy as her hero. Maybe that was. Memories <laughs> are not like a static thing in your brain. They do every time you recall a memory, it does basically get rewritten and remixed. So it fits with that. I I kind of liked the whole uh, quantum leap thing they had going on with the mirror, where you see that it's her younger, mm. but they still use. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yep, that yep. was completely. Oh, that was distracted. good. That was good. That was good. How they did. Yeah. I was completely distracted by the outfit and the big blousey tie thing on her neck and the, I was just I kept thinking it's supposed to be the 80s and but then I'm thinking nowadays 2022 <laughs> maybe that's coming back I don't know shoulder pads are coming back so I just got distracted by the whole <laughs> <laughs> fashion choice <laughs> I just liked seeing uh, Apophis standing in a like 14 year old girl's room that was just funny looking just the visual that <laughs> <laughs> was nice yeah. oh yeah where he like roars at her <laughs> yeah Tell me! That's not nightmare. Yeah. 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 And also, can I borrow this blouse? <laughs> yeah. His makeup looked really good. I really like that because his nose is kind of like skull-like and, you know, it's like this whole like Dr. S- like Skeletor thing going on. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. Like even even some of his, like the half yeah. of his face up yeah. was wrecked. Even his teeth were like nasty yep. and... Yeah, so I mean, yeah. they, they did a good job of making him look like he got run through the ringer a you few think times. About how many looks he's already had in three seasons? We've only seen him, I don't know how many times, but he's had so many different looks, right? When we see him, like alternate universe, Apophis, they hit the um, all that. The, what was his thing on his chin the and the yeah, thing. yeah. It's kind of like Teal when he gets hair; they just keep changing it. It's like they have a little fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, I didn't know Tilt gets here. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, every time we see him, he does. Not yeah, in can- like not in present, you know, the alternate universes. They've he's had hair, right? And later mm-hmm. on, he gets the growth. No, oh, nice. Not as. I wonder if uh, Christopher Judge just got tired of shaving his head consistently. Probably. <laughs> yeah. We see him in other roles. He always has hair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so. that's a tone down the gold after the first season. So. Oh, like the gold, like head. <laughs> head thing he's got on. No, like they his make if you look, go back to first season his makeup, yeah. His makeup was very like shiny gold looking. Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah. And then by now it's like they don't put it, it just has natural skin tone versus all the yep. the gold overlay on his face. Interesting. He's, he's getting more more of earth's sunlight right. and that's changing him. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The gold out of him. <laughs> it's all that that uh, fresh Colorado air. Yeah. <laughs> I I did like how um, basically the Tok'ra have adopted Marvin the Martian technology with his Illudium Q36 explosive space modulator, which is just a little stick of dynamite you can shoot into a planet to blow it up. <laughs> we're going, we're going to blow cool up looking. me too. Space modulator. Yeah. I'm going to blow cool up looking. the ghoul. You know, that little spikes, you know, don't touch this or it's going to eat you type thing, you know. Yeah. I like that. That part was good. Like, uh, you get to see the transport beam of mm-hmm. the... Uh, the transport rings going up to the ship and he's got to like park it right there. It's like a, yeah, 
It's like his a uh, pirate radio version of the transporter or something. Yeah. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, he slams on the brick. <laughs> yeah. Just stops there long enough to like, yeah. There's Aldwin no California coasting there. From his little like knock knock knock. If you don't get it just right, they'll die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank it's you. Like, I was not aware of that. Their feet and then the rest would be cut off. Yeah. It'll just look like a Star Trek the motion picture where it's, yeah. you know, all what, warped and last yeah. like a Picasso yeah. painting. The rings yeah. would come in like slanted and like, yeah, so it would be like step, like people would materialize, I guess, in steps that were slightly like akimbo. Yep. I want some body horrors, uh, Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll probably, we'll probably get it. But um, one thing I did like was was Daniel's uh, gentle ribbing of Apophis about uh, Amonet being dead. Oh, at yeah. At the beginning when oh, he first yeah. captured him, he's like, oh, by I'm, the way. I'm, no, actually, yeah. really, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. to ruin your day. Nope. And you'd really Where's... like it to be Tilk, wouldn't you? But that would just be your perfect plan. But sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just not the case. Wait a minute. Wasn't Amonet, sorry, your wife, too? <laughs> Joke's on you, pal. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's like it's like I'm rubber, you're glue. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, Though we get action hero Dan- Daniel because you know he stands up to to he's standing up, oh, he gets yeah. punched so he could grab the communicator oh, yeah. real quick. Yeah, I love that part. I'm like breaking no the one, table. No one catch that. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna grab that. Yeah. Oh, don't mind me as I grab this thing off the table and break the table in the process. Just gonna stretch my arms here and grab yeah. the thing. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I wasn't sure Dana was capable yeah. of that. That was nice. Yeah. Michael Shanks has been working out and he wants to show it off. I'll just wait a couple seasons. Yeah, yeah. He, he takes a shirt his. He wears a lot of sleeve of shirts all of a sudden. Yeah. And he has like a Rambo headband he wears all the time, too. Evidently, he, he as an actor, was upset being typecast as the nerd. So he oh, okay. had to show off. So he started going to the gym. So he buffs, yeah, he buffs up, up and shows a lot. it off a lot. <laughs> nice. That's coming. Well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> and we mentioned last episode, Peter Kent. Uh, uh, Father Corey mentioned last episode, Peter Kent, in this in this episode. Uh, very good. As, um, you know, whatever his name is, Kintak. Mm-hmm. Kintak. Yeah, he did a bunch better uh, than, uh, what was the other one that died? The creepy. Binar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we I, see Binar until his body gets dragged off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. The, yeah. Guy got, the guy got credit for it. So in the, he was in the credits yeah. for that, you know, 30 seconds he was on screen <laughs> as a dead body. Got to get those residuals. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, they should have had Peter Kent play the Binar character. That would have worked out much yeah. better. But though he was, you know, he, he was he had much more personality. Of course, as I mentioned last time, he was a, one of the stunt doubles for Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he didn't work because he had too much personality to play Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that. I mean, he's all of... neck. There's, it's just like yeah. muscles on top of muscles instead of a neck, but still. <laughs> he, he has to do the Michael Keaton the, Batman thing. The Cardassian neck trick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so like put when Toker need to put this in their spy book. If you're traveling with a device that can retrieve memories or potentially like be used to plumb your subconscious, like when you get captured, very first thing you do, destroy the device that can probe your memories. Hit it with a rock. Don't leave that for your enemies to find. Leave it on the ship. Don't just try to hide it. Leave it on the ship. I'm sitting there thinking they had all that volcanic, 
you know, stuff going on. Would that not, you not like thrown it into that, like Carter just pulls it off. And Cast like, it into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's both the Tok'ra and the gold leave a lot to be desired in the strategic planning department, but they are brain snakes. So I guess, you know, <laughs> they do what they can. <laughs> you know, like, uh, the visuals in this episode are really cool. I like that that end shot we get where the planet explodes and it destroys Sakaar's ship. Yep. That was cool. As the Millennium Falcon. I mean, as yeah. the, this, this cargo ship flies away. Yep. But you do yeah, see the two funny. little, uh, you do see the little two little uh, transportation blips mm-hmm. like head to the planet of, uh, you know, Delmac or whatever. So you know that uh, Apophis has escaped with somebody else, perhaps, or we don't know, maybe just Apophis. So that's what I, I was, was just one. That's what yeah. I was wondering because there were two beams, hmm. but we just see Apophis at the end. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe maybe it's just the way it looked, but yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool that they did like you know have that continuity. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. Do they continue to use that for those transport beams, or is it just for this episode so you can visually see what's going on? I think they've you see them every once in a while when when they have the budget to like actually like do the CGI for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there are some episodes where they don't even show like the Stargate activating. They they just show like a blue flashlight waving on someone's face and be like, "Here's the Stargate. Let's the go through whoosh. it." Yeah, yeah. Yep. You hear the whoosh. You don't even yeah. see it. We don't see the Stargate at all in this uh-uh. episode either. I just nope. thought of that. No Stargate. No. We SGC. do. We do. Do we? We do see it when Tilk landed with the uh, Tokra. But it's oh, off yeah. the oh, cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. But yeah, no SGC, no no personnel, completely off world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was a it's a fun episode. I like a like the whole the whole hell setting, and I'm kind of sad to see Sokar go just because he was creepy and weird, and I kind of like I would have liked to see more of him. But it's nice we get the actor back uh, to play Anubis later. It is kind of funny that that we had a whole lot of Sokar here. This first half, I mean, season three, first half of season three, we, we heard about Sokar. We met Sokar how many times, right? We finally meet him. And then it's like, it's kind of like Hathor. Eh, you're dead. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> All show, no go. Yeah. <laughs> we felt like they were building up to him being the next big bad Gould. And then, nope, we get a pop back. Guess he builds up to become the big bad ghoul that gives the Apophis all the big bad gold right. stuff. Just steals his stuff. Yes. You didn't build that army. Someone else made that happen. <laughs> <laughs> if you like your Keltac, you can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Teltac, I don't know. <laughs> these words. These words in this these two episodes. <laughs> I think we got a new feel like... Jaffa word, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, was Jaffa Creek. So yeah, no one's gonna remember it. Nice. Well. <laughs> Did uh, y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? I love uh, looking at the uh, Stargate uh, w- fandom wiki uh, at the other languages that Holly named this. <laughs> Like in Spanish, it translates to a bad weed never dies, which is the equivalent of, you know, a bad penny always turns up type of thing. Check it translated to the, the phrase they use translated to the exorcism of a demon by a devil. That's Ooh. pretty good, actually. And then Hungarian, Hungarian was the damned devil. <laughs> 
but but the German like the German aren't aren't very original. It was literally Apophis's return. Oh wait, a... so wow, yeah, those Germans are practical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Apophis escapes and Sokar dies. That's the name of the episode. You will you will watch this now. No, it is like Stargate. We haven't really touched on this before, but the titles of the episodes are kind of ponderous sometimes. Like just I was thinking about like, you know, Dead Man Switch. It wasn't really about a, a Dead Man Switch that I could figure out in this. The Devil You Know is is supposed to be better than the one you don't know. And is Apophis really yeah. better than Sokar? Not really. You know, so I don't know. I don't these know, yeah. beat him how many times now? That's true. Yeah. And they, they didn't beat Sokar once. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, they did, I guess, basically now. Yeah, they blew up so. his planet, yeah, but... yeah, With him on it, or no, above Tucker it. No, did that. Yeah. They were against that plan. Well, that's true, that's true. It wasn't a stew one, technically, that did it, so... Well, Teal'c ended up you doing know, it. So. He'll let the yep. guy do it. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. If it was up to Teal'c, like, Sokar would still be out there terrorizing and people and, you know, controlling the galaxy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shoba. We'd have the spit, the wacky spinoff of 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 Sokar and Apophis. You know that the, yeah. the, the new series Sokar and Apophis. Did you not love Apophis's message to Teal'c with the communication thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is your god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where is your god now? Oh, right here. Yeah. That yeah. was hysterical. That you know, I can't I can't remember all that he said, but it was. It was basically like, I'm still here. You are going to worship me again. And it's just. Like... <laughs> he's not that into it, you. Right? He records it. And then yeah. he goes to Borash. He's like, listen to my voicemail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From my dead mascot. I'm being stalked. <laughs> the fate of your friends will be pleasant compared to what I have planned for you. I love it. I'm going to hang out with you every weekend and you cannot stop me. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to watch reruns of Friends. (laughs) No. Turn it off. Turn it off. (laughs) The one where Apophis and Teal hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's probably some fanfic about that somewhere. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure there is. I think that's all we've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, on that uh, that wonderful note. Before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Peter H., Colleen N., David G., Alan R., and Oliver A. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. And to find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Foothold. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Well, thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. Your insolence is music to my ears. <laughs> That's one I was going to use. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Perfect. 
Don't worry, your, your death shall be slow. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs>